BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our second episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hey, guys. Um, If you thought us wearing pajamas in the first podcast episode was just like a gimmick or like a, a little fun thing for the first episode, no. Every episode. Every episode's going to be in our pajamas. And we're going to try and coordinate. Like, we're both wearing blue sweaters. Yeah can't promise it'll yeah. always be coordinated but but we're gonna here try we are. i think i think our little matching blue sweaters are cute today yeah elbow bump Whoop. <laughs> it's your favorite color um so what are you drinking Ooh, i am drinking orange juice delicious what are you drinking um i'm drinking a truly that i opened up and then poured into a coffee mug you know we're just very classy here on the unfiltered podcast oh some mm. clinking asmr for you this is Obviously, only the second episode, and the first one I wasn't drinking alcohol, and in this one I am, and it's probably good because we're gonna be talking about like our wildest stories. Um, Get ready, guys. Yeah. So we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna talk about just like our friendship and our dynamic, but also like the crazy stories that we've yet to tell um, on the internet. And so alcohol, I think, is appropriate for me. (laughs) It's a good like lubricant. (laughs) Please never say that word again. I can't say lubricant. I I can't. There are lots of different types of lubricant. Okay, but when you say lubricant, like, you think of one thing. Like, you I think mean, of, I like, think of, like, a car lubricant, a conversational you, lubricant. If you went over to your parents' house and your mom was like, oh, oh hey, Eric, can you grab that lube? You wouldn't be like, oh, for the car? Okay, like, I didn't say lube okay. with, like, a hard E. I said lubricant. lubricant. Which just makes it sound, like, fancier. Yeah. Like, it's more expensive, but it's... Like I said, real fancy here on this podcast. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to Zero <laughs> Filter. Um, so, what is your unpopular opinion for the day? Oh, I feel like I always have to start off, so people are always going to be more mad at me. Uh, this one, I feel like I have to explain a little bit. Okay. So, my unpopular opinion mm-hmm. for today is people who are up in arms about straws. Which is funny, because you are one of the most environmentally conscious people I know. Well, you. I take that as a very big compliment. So I am, I call myself a fleegan. So I eat like 80% vegan. Yeah. Like if I'm at home, we're 100% vegan. But if I'm out and the only option is the cheese quesadilla, I'm going to eat a cheese quesadilla. And I'm like a 50% vegan. Yeah. Like I'm a, you're, I think you are more committed than me. Like I still buy like real butter. You buy like vegan butter. Yeah, for sure. Um, But also like I try and use reusable cups, reusable bags, all the things. I'm talking about people who eat meat use plastic bags make no other efforts to be environmentally conscious but then change their instagram bio to like stop using straws you're killing turtles 2019 like i just think like it's, it's, such... it's a great small st- I, I see what you're saying it, it is a great small step 
But like, and also tur- turtles are very marketable. Yeah, like, it's like it's true. Oh, the turtles save the turtles, and like, trust me, I want to save all the turtles. Yeah, like if I go to Starbucks, I like bring a reusable cup. If not, then I use a nitro lid. Yeah, but even like as someone who uses a nitro lid occasionally at Starbucks or occasionally at Starbucks, I think that like that's still a. Sh- crap ton of plastic <laughs> a like, sh- crap ton of plastic like that shouldn't be like the end all be all the, the goal should be to use a reusable cup and and that's if, bpa free if a straw is part of decreasing your plastic use I, I get that but it's the like death march against straws especially because a lot of people who are handicapped need mm-hmm. straws like yeah. not everyone can drink from a cup it's super so. ableist it is it is very ableist What's your unpopular opinion? Um, my, my, I feel like we're getting more controversial with these. Okay, Ooh. so my unpopular opinion um, is that the idea that women need to be treated like princesses is a little problematic. Okay, so explain. Okay, so I feel like there's this whole idea of like men need to like treat your lady like a princess, like she's your queen, which like yeah, like but women also then, and if we're talking about like heterosexual relationships, like not to be like super heteronormative, but if we're talking about like a male-female relationship, like, the woman should also be treating her man equally well. Agreed. Like, I mean, I think that that's, like, a bigger feminist issue of, I think... <laughs> We're getting so political on I this mean, episode. I mean, hey, Straws, ableism, heteronormativity. <laughs> I mean, we're covering it all. We are. But I, I do think that goes back to feminist, or feminism, and people who are very quick to be like, I'm a feminist. I think men and women should be, like, treated equally. But then, like, also, if the guy doesn't pay for my meal on the first date, like, he's a cheapskate. And it's like, well, did you initiate the date? That's another unpopular opinion. I don't think that it should always be, like, the guy or the girl that pays on the date. I think it should be whoever initiated the date. If, like, if I asked a guy out on the date, oh, I would pay. But if he asked me on the date, I would expect him to pay because he invited me. Yeah. In the same way that if I texted you and said, I want to take you out to dinner – and then, like, the check came, and I was like, like, like that'd be, so. yeah. Also, I think, like, the whole idea of treating your girlfriend or your wife like a princess, to me, insinuates that she's, like, going to be, like, lounging around, being, like, effortless, and, like, maybe a little bratty and, like, ungrateful. I think it's totally, I think it's good to spoil your partner. Like, yeah. Like, going both ways, but I do think that, like, Please and thank you are very important words. To quote the best girl group of all time, the Cheetah Girls, I don't want to be like Cinderella, sitting in a dark, cold, dusty cellar, waiting for somebody to come, to come and set, set me, me free. free. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's my unpopular opinion. Um, I I think this is a really fun way to start the podcast because there are these like little snippets of things. And I've noticed now that we've like been recording the podcast all the time, something will happen. I'll be like, oh, let me write that down. Like, that's a good unpopular opinion. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I think... I agree with you. And you agree with me. I do. Which maybe they're not that all, all that unpopular. Well, I mean, we'll see in the comments. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, do we want to hop into our topic for today? Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to be talking about like our wildest stories. But I feel like to understand that. You have to understand who we are. Our dynamic. Yeah. So how about we describe each other? Oh, okay. I like this. Okay. So Sierra, aside from... I'm just going to talk about who you are, not mm-hmm. like what you do mm-hmm. or what you stand for. The The adjectives I'd use to describe Sierra are a leader, someone who's compassionate, mm-hmm. someone who's strong. Like I think I think we really complement each other. I think that you you really hold your own in situations, but I think you have compassion for everyone and everything. 
And so I think it's like a perfect balance. Well, and if if I was going to describe you, I would use... You're like a brat. (laughs) The worst. No, like you're genuinely the kindest person I've ever met. Like I, like not even just that you're a kind person, like... Skylar's the kind of person that, like, if I texted her, like, and she was like, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, eh, I'm a little sick. She would, like, drive 45 minutes and bring me chicken noodles, vegan chicken noodle soup. Mm. Like, that's just the kind of person that's she is. very sweet. And not because you expect anything in return, just because that's who you are. Mm. So you're, like, the you're very, very kind. Um, you're very, very, like, in tune with your emotions and, like, very, very sensitive in the way yeah. that you care a lot about other people. And I think that's where we balance each other in that, like, if when we're together, if Skylar would never send her food back at a restaurant, even if it was literally on fire. Like, she would be like, it's fine, I'm just going to eat it. I'd be like, that's cool. What a neat feature. Yeah, but then you wouldn't eat it and then, but you wouldn't want to inconvenience anyone. You wouldn't be like, hey, can we stop for more food? You would just be like, I can just be hungry. Whereas me, I'm like, I will send your food back or I will stop and we can get something else for you. And that's where, like, the more brash side of me comes out where like I I would never let someone walk all over me which can sometimes make me a little abrasive and so I I also think that like who we are in life aligns with like our goals in life so we talk a lot about like our mission like my mission in all of life is to like be kind and take care of people yeah like it's not to like make the biggest career moves or change people's lives it's like the everyday little things of like I want to take care of my friends and I want to take care of my spouse and I like want to be kind and compassionate to like people at the store and you know and you do and it's it's so sweet I remember one time we were we were filming um in San Diego and we walked by this girl and um Skyler goes I love your skirt you look so pretty and then the girl turns around and she was a fan of the channel and like you didn't say that because like you knew she was a fan of the channel, yeah. But that like made her day times ten because not only did you compliment her outfit, but like but it was also coming from someone, someone who she like watches. Yeah. And like you are just the kind of person, and you've influenced me to be a kinder person. Mm-hmm. And that like I do that so much more. Like all the time now, I'll, like pay for the person behind me in line, or just like ask, like tell the employee at Target, like, hey, I really hope that you have a good rest of your shift. Like. You've influenced that in me. But see, I think it goes both ways. Because since I feel like your your mission, at least right now, is like to have a big impact and to be a leader. And I feel like you're very career oriented right now because like your channel has such a great message behind it that deserves to be spread. And so I think especially like being in this industry, you need to be strong and you need to be a leader. Like even dealing with things like brand deals, you know, just different negotiations. Like you have to be able to hold your ground. And so you really strive in that. And I feel like you've taught me to stick up for myself more and not be such a pushover, which is not saying much because I still am a pushover. (laughs) No, you just care a lot. You care a lot. And what's interesting is, so, like, Skylar and I are opposites and we balance each other. And um, her husband, Kyle, and me are really similar. They're, like, twins. We're literally... It's the, kind of weird. Yeah, and then Skylar and Steven are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And so it works because we're, like, a dynamic duo, like, within our quartet. Yeah. Because, so you and I are obviously best friends. We're opposites. We balance each other out. You and Kyle are opposites. You balance each other out. Me and mm-hmm. Steven are opposites. We balance... But then also, like, I really understand Kyle, Mm -hmm. and you really understand Steven. Totally. And so, like, Skylar will be explaining to me, like, an argument her and Kyle got in, and I'm able to, like, explain Kyle's side a little bit more. Totally. And then you do the same thing with Steven. I'll explain Mm -hmm. an argument, and you'll be like, well, I feel like he was probably thinking X, Y, Z. And so it's just, it's interesting how, like, 
our our friendship dynamic is similar to our relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Opposites really do attract. I know. In friendship and in relationships. <laughs> so do we want to talk a little bit about how we met? Oh. Because I feel like that's kind yeah. of a fun story. Yeah. So Skylar and I are both theater kids. Like, Ooh. not really, we, we don't, like, do theater anymore, but, like, once a theater kid, always a theater kid. I mean, heck yeah. Yeah. And, like, so we met when we, we were in middle school, mm-hmm. I think. Was it seventh or eighth grade? I think it was eighth grade. Eighth grade. We were in a production of Wizard of Oz together. Um, I was Dorothy. Skylar was the fortune teller. Our I direct- was about to say, you'll never guess who was the lead. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a random supporting character. And you'll never guess who was like the granola intuitive fortune teller. I mean, this one. very on brand. Our director told us we had great chemistry. I think that was like the start of something very special. It was, it, and but the thing <laughs> is, so if you've ever done theater together, like, your cast becomes really close and then nine times out of ten the show ends and you don't really talk anymore yeah and so we were really we were show best friends we like after rehearsal we get frozen yogurt like we had sleepovers and also I feel like we kind of prided ourselves on being like the mature ones in the cast yeah because it was like community theater so most of the kids were like between the ages of like eight and 14 so we were on like the high end and even like the people who were our age I feel like we thought we were like not the bad girls, but, like, we thought we were cool. <laughs> and so that show ended. We went to different schools. We parted ways. We were Facebook friends, but yeah. we didn't, like, hang out anymore. And then late sophomore year? Yes. We both went to charter schools. Mm-hmm. But we or- didn't know that. We both left high school and went yeah. to charter school. And I was working at a theater company as, like, a, a assistant producer, costume assistant, kind of, like, doing everything person. And since I didn't go to school during the day, I would go work at the theater during the day and then usually do my schoolwork in the evening. And um, the director of the theater company was like, hey, we're going to do a big costume clean out. Like, it's going to be on a Tuesday, though. So if you know any other kids who aren't in, like, traditional school, like, let them know if they want to come help. They can make, like, 50 bucks. And so there was, like, a big theater Facebook group for everyone who went and, like, did shows at that theater. And I posted it. And um, I think you were gonna, you said that you would come and like two other kids said they would. So there was like me, you, and these two other kids. And we were like, you know, chatting, getting along, but like not like crazy, like clicking or anything. Yeah. And then we had to go wash like over a hundred costumes at the laundromat. Like gross costumes, like gross, yeah. sweaty, like prepubescent boys were wearing them. Yeah. They just, not a great time. And so we were going to have to sit in this laundromat for like, two to three hours just waiting for all these loads of laundry so he sent us together because he was like I don't want to make one of you guys go alone yeah we talked about everything like the meaning of life how we both were like the same person but yet like complimentary I think I cried I'm like, sure I cried also I remember us like getting Taco Bell after and of just course being like we did. this is the perfect day like we just that I I we clicked so well we became like the best of friends in that three hours and then we realized that we both had Disneyland passes and that we both were in charter school so literally the next day we went up to Disneyland and did like 12 or 14 hours at Disneyland together I'm gonna see if you guys go to my Instagram story or my Twitter I'm gonna post a photo because that first day we have a photo of us we coordinated our outfits we said that we were gonna wear running shoes so that our feet would be comfortable capri length yoga pants and tank tops and we and Mickey ears and we did (sighs) so extra so extra but yeah I think literally I would venture to say every single day after that we hung out 
and for, that for multiple years I want to say that was in June so it was like right yeah. before summer anyways going into junior year yeah so it was like not only we were in charter school anyways so like we could have hung out every day but then we really didn't have school yeah we hung I mean it was sleepovers every day um Even I you had a boyfriend around that time mm-hmm. and I seriously was like a third part of your relationship like we, the three of us every single day and I was the only one who had a car Mm -hmm. so I would go I would pick you up I would pick him up and we would just and he had a Disney pass too so we would go to Disneyland we went we had do you remember your mom's Taco Bell coupons (gasps) that was such a big part of our friendship shout out to charity shout so Skylar's mom is a teacher and as like an incentive to the kids Taco Bell gave them like hundreds of these little like combo meal free coupons that were supposed to be for like good grades but they were expiring at the end of that summer in like September and she still had hundreds of them. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. And we, I mean, we were high school students so we had like no money and we would go to Taco Bell for like every meal. Now if I eat Taco Bell, I don't feel great. So I like don't eat Taco Bell. But like, unless I'm like drinking or it's like, you know, a, a fun little extra thing. How did we go to Taco Bell every day and not like... And get like combo meals. And not like throw up every day. I, I don't know. <laughs> like that if, teenage metabolism. I feel sick to my stomach now if I eat Taco Bell. And if I have, like, a little nachos back then. And we would do that and then, like, go party. Yeah. Like, how did we do that? It was It We're was wild. such old ladies. I, uh, that was, but so that was, like, our our summer, like, yeah. of our friendship. Me and you and my high school boyfriend. I mean, we're talking about our wildest stories. Do we want to tell the... the skinny dipping story? Yeah. Okay. Are you comfortable I'm, with that? Yeah, I'm comfortable okay. with that. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's really funny. <laughs> it's hysterical. So we were not wild, but you know. We, we were normal teenagers exper- experimenting, you know, pushing boundaries, figuring things out. And so we decided that it would be really fun for the three of us on the last day of summer to go skinny dipping together at Sierra's parents' house. We were like, it's the last day of summer, like, which thinking back is so weird. So weird. Like, you guys were in a monogamous relationship. We were like uncomfortable teenagers, like feeling weird in our bodies. Like, I do not know what compelled us to like. Well, you know what I think it was is like, I mean, we're not saying his name, so it doesn't matter, but he also was like really open about like his own body struggles. Yeah. And so I think it wasn't like some like big like douchey guy being like two naked girls it was like no we're all just gonna be like free and naked and you know whatever so we we go skinny dipping and the actual skinny dipping wasn't awkward yeah I think for you it was the least awkward (laughs) that's true but it wasn't that bad no it was we were like giggling and and whatever so then we go upstairs (laughs) and keep in mind Sierra's the only one that had a car at this point Sierra turns on, it was like South Park or something. I that love like, South Park. Yeah, me and the boyfriend did not like South Park. But we're like, whatever, Sierra, like, turn on South Park. She knocks out. Just asleep on the couch. Just, like, fast asleep. And then it's so awkward between me and him because we just saw each other butt naked. <laughs> but, like, he's in a relationship. I Like, neither of us are interested in each other. But, like, we don't know how to, like, talk about what just happened and like you're laying there and you're asleep and it's weird and like there's a show that neither of us are interested on and then his curfew was 11 o'clock and it was like 11 15 and so his mom's texting him like where are you you know do I need to come pick you up you said Sierra was gonna drive you home and fun fact Sierra is I don't want to say awful in the mornings (laughs) you've gotten a lot better I it used to be bad when I was in high school 
But we were like, for some reason, so nervous to wake you up that he just kept making me feel bad about it. He was like, I'm going to be in such big trouble and this, that, and the other. And I was like, there's nothing I can do. It's like your relationship problem. I don't know what I can do in this situation. So needless to say, very uncomfortable, but very funny to look back on. I do not know what compelled us to do that. How soon? No, we he and I dated for like another six months after that. I was thinking that was yeah. at the end of our relationship, but it wasn't. No. Did you guys ever like talk about that? No, I don't think we so. We just all pretended like it didn't happen. But I feel like the three of us would kind of go on like, not dates. We kind of went on dates. But like we'd be like, okay guys, the three of us are going to go on like a romantic scavenger yeah, like, hunt. What do we want to do today? Like the three, we're going to go to Julian and go apple picking. Like the three of us. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It was all kind of weird, but. But so then obviously like that relationship didn't pan out. Sweetest guy, great guy, just didn't work out. Um, But then, it then was. we had a single phase. We had a single phase together. We were a little <laughs> crazy. At least a little boy crazy. But now, knowing that we both ended up getting married young, I actually am glad that we had that phase. Oh, 100%. Because I feel like I sowed my wild oats. Like, I... They've been sowed. They've been (laughs) sowed. We... One of my favorite stories is... So, we used... We were so thirsty. Now that I'm just hearing the story back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we were just such thirsty little teenagers. We... We had Disney passes, so we would drive Mm -hmm. up to Disneyland, and, um... It was, like, our mission to find what we would call Disneyland boyfriends. Where we would hang out with them. Like, so, we would – well, first of all, we would go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. We would dress real cute. Mm-hmm. And then we would just kind of, like, pan around looking for, like, two guys. Who one were, my type, one your type. And then we would approach them and then hang out with them. And our types – were and still are very different yeah so it was easy because it was never like oh you want to be with that like you want to hang out with that one like I want to hang out with that one it was very clear if we found like a duo like who was gonna be with which one totally (laughs) and so I remember this so this so clearly so because I think I was gonna tell the same story you were we were walking back from Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. We had just gotten off Tower of Terror. So we walked by these two guys, like my type, her type, very, very clear. We kind of make eye contact, but we pass each other. And then Skylar's like, oh my gosh, we should have said something. Like they were like, like perfect. And so I turn around and they're like, and this is again with our personality types, they're like 20 feet away from us. And I just go, you're cute. And then oh they turn around gosh. and they're like, he, the, the curly haired guy looks at you and he goes, your friend's cute too. And then I make eye contact with the other guy. And then I thought that was going to be it. So we just kind of like walked. But then they circled back and they came back to us. And they were like, you guys want to go on Tower of Terror? And we were like, okay. So we hung out that whole day. I can't believe how bold we used to be. That is so crazy just to yell out at someone. You're "You're cute. cute. And then hang out with them. Yeah. Like who Who were we? we? (laughs) Like I would never do that. So we hung out with these guys all day. Um, and all night, because we, we met them at, like, 8 o'clock, and the park closed at, like, 11. So we yeah. o- were only with them for a few hours. And then we left, and we exchanged numbers. And I actually wasn't really into the guy. You were actually kind of into your guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, oh, he was, like, cute, whatever. You actually, I think you guys actually had chemistry. I don't think me and the other guy had chemistry. I also fall a lot faster than you do. That's true. I feel like you take, like, a couple dates. I can meet someone and then be like, cool, let's get married. <laughs> 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 so I didn't exchange numbers with the other guy. I was just kind of like, bye, like, see you never. Skylar and the other guy exchanged numbers, and they were texting on the car ride home. 
And she goes, oh my gosh, you know how he goes to UC Santa Barbara? Well, and this was right before Halloween, like a week before. She goes, he just invited us to come up for Halloween. And we were like, should we go? Like, oh my gosh, a college party? Like what? Like we're going to go up to Santa Barbara? And so we came up with this elaborate plan where and my parents know about this because as you'll find out later in the story we did get caught um my parents don't so shout out to Charity Charity and Eric Eric. (laughs) so So, basically we got up to Santa Barbara yeah it happened um and was it the first night or the second night where the (laughs) incident happened (laughs) it was the second so first of all so we go up the first night we create this elaborate lie to our parents we drive up we drive back before they even like they, they thought we were at your dad's house, which was, like, an yeah. hour away. So they w- wouldn't have any way of, like, checking. Yeah. We got away with it. We should have well, just been happy okay. that we got away with it. And I was like, I think I brought it up. I was like, what if we went back? Yeah, you brought it up because you hadn't been drinking. <laughs> so you hadn't, you hadn't felt the negative fruits of your labor. <laughs> and Skylar's like, you were a little hesitant. You were like, but then you were like, wait, should we? And I was like, we totally could. Like, we didn't get caught. The fact... I forget about this when I tell this story. The fact that we got away with it and then we had to go again and then we got caught. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So, we go again. Mm -hmm. Drive up four freaking hours to Santa Barbara in my little Ford Focus. We get up there and we're trying to find parking. We can't find parking. So, I'm like at a stoplight and I pull up my phone to try to like find some sort of like parking plaza near there. And of- also the first night we didn't even find the Disneyland boyfriends that we came oh, up yeah. to find. So we I just found out with random guys. So I think that's also part of how you that's convinced true. me. I was like, we you can meet like, up with them. Yeah. Actually this time. So a cop pulls up next to me because of course it's hall weekend in Santa Barbara. So there's cops everywhere. And they pull me over. They're like, oh my, like, are you on your phone? They breathalyzed me, which of course I wasn't drinking. So I passed. And then they were just kind of looking at me and they were like, well, you were still on your phone. So we're going to give you a ticket. I start bawling. Like, I'm in, like, my slutty cat costume, like, just sobbing, like, uncontrollably. It was a sight to see. <laughs> I wish I had a photo of that. Maybe I don't. Um, but I, Skylar and I are pulled over on the side of the road. I'm crying. She's trying to console me. And she's like, do you want to drive back? And I was like, well, no, but, like, my mom's going to find out because they're going to send the ticket to my parents' house. Like, I'm going to get in trouble and I'm not going to be able to have fun tonight because I know my mom's going to find out and she's going to be so mad and disappointed and I decided, and which was so stupid, I was like, I'm going to call my mom and tell her. First of all, this is just a good ex- – because we, we weren't that bad. Like, we weren't, like, bad girls. We weren't off, like, doing drugs and, like, you know, like, having sex. Like, we weren't doing – I mean, having sex isn't bad. But we were young, you know? We weren't doing that stuff. We were just pushing boundaries. And it, and we were, we were bad to a point. But then, like, I cried and called my mom. And I called my mom. I'm like, Mom. Skylar and I aren't at her dad's house. We're up in Santa Barbara and I got a ticket for being on my phone and you're going to find out and I just don't want you to be disappointed in me and I'm so sorry. And she was like, you know, typical mom stuff. I'm disappointed in you. You know, you shouldn't have done this. We trusted you. You have a car and, you know, we thought we could trust you with that. She's like, but it's too late now for you guys to drive back. And we were we were staying with girls that we knew. And so they were like, just stay with the girls that you know, and you will have consequences tomorrow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we had another night in Santa Barbara. Also, we showed up at the party, and the guy that I had been talking to was in, like, a full-body Gumby <laughs> suit and, like, refused to take it off. So still to this day, we don't know if it was him. Also, we didn't talk about Chuck. <gasps> Chuck! Chuck! So throughout this whole thing. 
We see Chunk. a guy. So it's like one of the craziest party towns in the Ever. United States, especially yeah. on Halloween. Um, so they're just people like roaming the streets. We have our windows down. We're, we're waving at music, people. Yeah. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, and we see this guy in like a doctor's costume. He was pretty cute. That was pretty cute. Yeah. He approached our car and was like, hey, I lost my friends. I'm from San Diego. Can I, like, hop in your car and, like, drive with you to wherever? I don't yeah. even really remember what he said. Well, we're we like, were oh, going, my gosh. You're yeah. from San Diego, too? Like, of course. Hop in. Which, like, stranger danger. Don't, don't let do strangers dress as doctors in your car, even if they're kind of cute. Like, don't Especially do if they're named Chuck. Yeah. Um, we took a selfie with him. Yes. It was, like, me and you in our cat costumes and then Chuck in the back. Yes. Which I want to find. I can't find that photo. I want to find it. Anyways, he asked if we could drive him back to San Diego because he was, like, stranded. We said yes, and then we never found him. So it was, like, a running joke for forever. Like, what happened to Chuck? Yeah. Like, we would see a guy at Disneyland who, like, kind of looked like him and be like, oh, it's Chuck. Chuck. He made it. He's we never alive. make jokes about Chuck anymore. And remember, every song we used to sing, we would just substitute Chuck in it. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Like, we'd be singing, like, I just can't wait to be king, but we'd make it, like, I just can't wait Chuck. to be Chuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Chuck fan. Big Chuck fan. So that's the Zinner Barb. I mean, the, the funny thing is, like, I feel like we were kind of bad in some ways, but also very tame in other ways. Like, we drove up to Santa Barbara. Obviously, that's wild. But, like, I I didn't drink. Like, we weren't doing anything particularly dangerous other than letting Chuck in our car. Anyways, so, I did get grounded, so. My parents never found out yeah. until now. So. Actually, my parents told you to tell your parents on your own. They were, they said, it's my decision. Yeah. They were like, you know what, Skylar, we recommend you tell your parents, but, like, we're not going to tell them. That's up to you. And so we, like, walked into the other room and we're like, cool, I'm not telling them. We I re- won. I remember we walked into the <laughs> other room and we looked at each other because we had been so nervous that whole drive home. I think I was grounded for, like, a week, and that's it. Like, it wasn't even bad. Yeah. We walked in the room. We look at each other. We're like, cool. Solid. Like, we, it was kind of worth it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people look at us getting married young, especially me because I'm religious, and, like, I think a lot of people look in, at me and think, you know, oh, you know, she only got married young because, like, she's religious, and she had to, and she had no experiences, and no, like, oh, I had some experiences. Yeah. Like, I mean – I've dated more people than Kyle has. Yeah. Kyle's older than me. Yeah. You know, like I, I have, and I think the same for you and Steven. Yeah. Like I've sowed my wild oats. Yeah. I've, I got all my partying out of my system and we can still party. Yeah. Just with the four, the four of, of us. us. And, and I think there is something to be said for like, I, I think maturity is less about age mm-hmm. and more about like where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Like I met Steven when I was 18, but I was ready to settle down. Like yeah we had done all the things you know and so let's circle back so after post Santa Barbara post Disneyland boys how long was that period of our craziness it was pretty short yeah it's all a blur I feel like it went by really fast and then you started dating Steven yes can I talk about the first time I met Steven please do okay so Sierra had hyped up Steven like he was like the greatest guy in the whole wide world Keep in mind, I had been very close to her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first time I met Steven. Also, he used to go by Steve-O. Oh, yeah. He went by Steve-O. Which, exclusively. Like, yeah. you could not call him Steven, not Steve. Steve-O. Steve-O. Which already was, like, not a red flag, but, like, 
a pink flag. <laughs> you know, just like, okay, that's a little funny. So Stephen invited, Stephen and I met in December of 2013. And then he invited me on New Year. So this was very, very new. Like a week after we went on our first date to go to a New Year's party with him at his friend's house. I didn't know anyone. I barely knew Steven. So I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I really want to hang out with you on New Year's. And he was doing the whole like, I want you to be my New Year's kiss. Like, blah, blah, blah. let's start off the year together. And I was like, okay, but like, I don't know anyone. Can I bring my friend? And he was like, yes, of course. Um, so Skylar came with me. So I show up to his parents' house. Mm-hmm. And first of all, at the time, he drove a red Mustang, mm-hmm. Which is kind of a lot. And then I, like, got in his car. And Steven is, like, very shy at first. Mm-hmm. Especially back then. I think but he, I think he didn't come off as shy because he drove the Mustang and he had, like, swoopy hair. And so he just came off as, like, a loose. Yeah, a little standoffish. Yeah, maybe? and he was blasting EDM music. So which he, he was, still, it, that's not even, like, a phase. Like, Steven still, if he's cleaning the house, he'll put on music that's, like, like, that's still Steven. To the mm-hmm. set. And he had like a little Pac-Man air freshener and it was a lot. And so we like drove to his friend's house to pick up his friend. And I remember I just kept making eyes at you because you had described him as like this like poetic shy boy. And I just was like in a car with a guy named Steve-O blasting EDM who like didn't ask me any questions. He used to quote Disney to me. I remember he like this was before after our first date but before um, New Year's. He, we were talking about Disney because we met at Disneyland and he was like, I just feel like I'm Aladdin and you're my diamond in the rough. Like he was like very like, I don't know, like sweet. Yeah, like of cute. course. Um, but yeah, so I did not have the best first impression of him and which is so funny because he's literally like one of my best friends now and yeah. I love him so much. And also I feel like we're the same person. Yeah. So like that's kind of a critique <laughs> on myself, but it was so funny. Just... I feel like that's how new relationships are, is you see someone and you're like, oh, they're this tortured soul. We connect on so many levels. We're soulmates. And then your friend meets them and they're like, uh, their name's Steve-O and they're blasting EDM and they haven't said a word to me. So where is this tortured artist? And then obviously, you know, Skylar and Steven became close. Oh my gosh. Over. So fast. But, um, I, when, so... When I met Kyle, I, like, adored Kyle. But going back a little bit, the relationships before Kyle, I was really critical of. And oh, honestly, yeah. looking back on it, For I'm like... For good reason. No, but I look back on it, I'm like, maybe I was too... I, I supported you. I never told you, this guy isn't right, break up with this guy. But you would be like, what do you think of this guy? Like, he's so awesome. I love him so much. Like, we're going to be together forever. And I was like, I think, you know, maybe keep your options open. Like, I, yeah. I just wasn't, like... And I, and I do feel a little bit bad about it now. Like, I do think I should have been a more supportive friend. But I, it, it came from a good place in that I had such high expectations for you. But then you met Kyle. And I remember you literally, you told Stephen, not me, but now I've heard it many a times, that you thought Kyle could be too good for me. <laughs> like, which is like the biggest 180 of someone, like, imagine having a best friend who's like, not hypercritical, but critical of like, all of my boyfriends up until that point and then you were then, so nervous to introduce him to me you kept saying like okay like we're gonna come down and hang out like I really hope you like him like and you kept like trying to be like if he's a little shy I'm sorry or like if he's a little this I'm sorry I adore 
adored Kyle from the moment I met him. I was like, this is the guy for you. Like, you guys are going to get married. Like, he was so, like, good for you. You guys balance each other. He had a career. That's the thing. You liked the tortured artist. That is true. And I knew that you were destined for big things Mm -hmm. and not just living the white picket fence life in San Diego and never seeing the world. Like, I knew that you had so much more to look forward for you. Mm -hmm. And I had such high expectations for you. That it wasn't that I didn't like the guys that you met. They were all such sweet guys. It was that I I knew there was something better. And I was right. And it was Kyle. You were right. <laughs> well, and it's nice because now I feel like for a lot of people, or at least I feel like the perception of it is like you get married, you have a family, and like that's it. Like yeah. you have to like be wild and crazy and then you just settle down and you're done. I feel like the four of us have done quite a bit of partying yeah we've had quite a few adventures and even outside of like drinking and whatever and like going out like we just have fun together like we're so silly we're so ridiculous we we just have the best like some of my favorite nights of all time are just the four of us hanging out at my house like that's it like just you know playing like fibbage on the tv and like I remember one time, like, the boy, the boys were on one of their, like, little movie dates, and we decorated the whole house. We went to the Dollar Tree, and we got a bunch, there's a vlog of it. We went to the Dollar Tree, and we decorated the house like a themed party. It was like a, like, luau We did multiple themed parties for the boys. That was, like, a thing for a hot minute. Maybe we should bring that back. I think we should. (laughs) But, yeah, like, we just have, we, we have, I think you and I had our wild time together, and I like that we still have a little bit of that, like, spontaneity and craziness. Maybe the four of us aren't driving up to Santa Barbara. But, like, we've taken spontaneous trips to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I remember one time after Pokemon Go Community Day, oh we were driving home. And we were, like, it was, like, 2 o'clock. And we are like, what if we all went to Disneyland? Like, are our passes good? And we went and checked and they were good. Mm-hmm. And then um, we were, like, what if we got a hotel, hotel room so we could, like, drink and hang out and do the whole thing? I so booked we- it on my phone. Like, right mm-hmm. there. I booked a hotel. And we just drove up. Like, no pajamas, no nothing. We, we stopped just... at Target and bought toothbrushes. Yeah. That was it. Like, we just... and, and <laughs> like, I mean, that trip was, like, a whole trip in itself. But I, I think the idea that we still do things like that, but now with our partners, is so fun. And I hope that we continue to do that. Like, I hope that we're, like, 80 and we're like, we should go down to bingo. We weren't planning on going to bingo, but let's do it. Like, I want that to continue forever. Gotta when we keep have... our relationship spicy. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we have kids together, I hope that we take, like, spontaneous trips to, like, the animal park and, like, just go and do it and have fun. And, like, I just, I hope we continue that, you know? We will. I hope so. I have faith. I think so, too. <laughs> well, do you want to transition into the advice portion of our Ooh, podcast? let's. Look at that segue, queen. Okay. So, um, let's see. Which one do I want to do first? Oh, this is a good one. I'm okay. excited. I haven't heard any of them. Hi, Sierra and Skylar. First, I want to say I love your channel, Sierra. It really makes my day, and I look forward to the videos so much. Okay. My question is just how to deal with feeling behind or less than your peers in your career, school, with boys, just everything, and knowing that you're on the right path and what you're doing is the right thing because I'm 21 and I'm all over the place and I feel like I'm on a way different wavelength than my peers and not the best way so any advice very much appreciated love you guys I can't wait to see what you guys are working on bye all of them are so I think this is becoming like my favorite part of the podcast I know like the advice um okay 
both of us took less traditional routes for our life. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us have college. Well, I have a my AA, but neither yeah. of us took the traditional college path. And I think we've both gone through that period of looking at what your friends are doing and realizing that you're not in the same place. And I think it can be really easy to be critical of yourself and be like, especially for me, like, you know, I graduated from high school six years ago. So I, I have friends who just finished their master's. And mm-hmm. I look at people and I'm like, they finished their master's? Like, what am I? Like, think of what I could have done with all that time. Like, I'm on a totally different path. And, you know, like she said, like, maybe that's not a good thing. But there's not one right way to do life. Mm-hmm. And there's not one path to happiness. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all just working to try to, like, be happy and content with our lives. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that is college for some people that's a career for some people that's a family like Mm -hmm. I think a good representation is like my like three best friends from high school is like me Corey and Kenzie um I am kind of doing like the the entrepreneurial route like I'm you know I have my channel I have my business I'm really really hustling um my friend Corey is working towards her master's she's gonna be well actually she's working for towards her PhD she's gonna be she's gonna have her doctorate and she's gonna be like a licensed psychologist and then Kenzie is having a baby in like five days. All three of us are on completely different paths and all three of us could look at each other and be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I'm sure Corey looks at, you know, Kenzie and is like, oh, but and Corey's even said to me like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe Kenzie's having a kid. Like, I just don't feel ready for that. Kenzie looks at me and thinks the same way. I look at Corey, Corey, like it's, it's so easy to compare yourself and we're all on these different paths. But what, what do you think? What's your advice? I mean, obviously I agree. I think also a really important thing to emphasize is that college isn't always the answer and relationships aren't always the answer. Mm. Babies aren't always the answer. I think a lot of these things are kind of assumed upon us. Like even for me, I was going to college, but I was working 90 hours a week in professional theater and I literally got hired to light a show at my college and then was in intro to lighting and was supposed to write a paper like reviewing the lighting of that show that you did professionally yeah and so I was like I what do I say like I like I do not like I'm not learning anything I'm paying my own tuition so I'm getting into debt like there's no reason for me to pursue this when I'm I'm already way over my workload with like my actual work and I'm already doing what I want to do right like there's I think that college can be amazing and great if you know what you're doing or know what you want to be doing. Yeah. But for people who are just going in and doing gen ed and aren't like actively exploring what they want to do next, I think it can put you in a lot of debt. I think that it can take up a lot of time where you could be, you know, out like doing internships and like actually working in fields that like could potentially interest you I don't know I think comparing yourself to anyone ever is always a dangerous game to play especially because there's just not one way to be successful Mm -hmm. like there are a million different metrics of success and you're never gonna have them all but I think for me the main thing especially for this particular like question is be working towards something Mm -hmm. that something doesn't have to be a degree it doesn't have to be marriage it doesn't have to be um like house or savings or anything work towards something maybe it's happiness maybe it's friendships maybe it's um like anything in your life that you are working towards I think that's how you can measure your own personal success and I think setting like little achievable goals for yourself is also very important yeah you know even if your goal is like hey I want to meditate 
twice a week yep. for the next month. Yep. Like, that is something you can do and yep. you can control. I think you can't control, like, I want to be married in the next two years. No. <laughs> or, you know, and so Because God has other plans. Like, it's not always up to you if you're going to meet the right person at the right time. Yep. But I think just, you know, be focused on your own success. Know that they're probably comparing themselves to you in different ways, too. Mm-hmm. And um, work towards whatever it is that's going to make you happy. Yeah. All right. Um, here is another one. Hey, Sierra. My problem I've been having lately is I have a fiancé who I love very much. We're getting married in February. But Congratulations. I've recently been wanting to get in contact with an ex from high school. Not anything romantic, just because we're close friends. I want contact again, but I don't want to hurt my fiancé's feelings. So I need advice on what I should do. Thanks. Bye. That's a tough predicament. Mm-hmm. I, I've i definitely had that, you know, I think regardless of it's a romantic relationship or not, when you have that closeness to someone, it's hard to walk away. I think I have a couple thoughts. You first, go first of all, I think you need to talk to your fiancé about it. Yes. I think it very much depends on the type of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. I think ideally you're not in a relationship that's like rooted in jealousy and but also I think that you have to really evaluate why you want to reach out to that person. I think – like I'm very apt to be like talk to whoever and you know just like have open communication with your partner because like it shouldn't be an issue but also I don't have any reason to reach out to my exes because I'm fulfilled in my current relationship and I've like closed that chapter so I think you really need to evaluate why why yeah and if it is truly just you miss that closeness with that person I think it starts with being open with your fiance because obviously at the end of the day um, that relationship is more important to you than the relationship with the ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. and you know we don't know your relationship history but talk to your fiance tell him and I think it helps saying why mm-hmm. because I'm sure you know if if he came to you and was like I want to reach out to my ex your first thought would be like well do you still have feelings so I think coming at it from that angle of like hey you know I had such a close relationship with this person and I'd really like to reconnect just on a friendship level see what they're up to and I want to make sure that we are open and transparent about that like what what are your thoughts yeah I think practicing empathy is the most important thing in this situation thinking about like your partner's feelings and also how you would feel if the situation was reversed Mm -hmm. personally I'm friends with a lot of people that I like casually dated um But that's, like, I'm friends with them because I work with them Mm -hmm. or because, like, we have to be around each other. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could ever be friends with someone just for the heck of it or someone that I had, like, a deep romantic relationship with. See, I think I could. Yeah. But I think that's the difference in the relationships and evaluating your own relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think it kind of depends on how that relationship ended. Yeah. Like, if you got closure and everything was good – and, and so you're wanting to reach out truly just for a friendship level versus, you know, maybe it didn't end best and you want to have that closure now. It's kind of different. So I think just figuring out why do you want to reach out to them and then being transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's our last one. Hey, Sierra. My name is Victoria, and I was hoping to get advice on how you stay so motivated with YouTube. I recently started my own channel, and obviously it's not going the greatest right now because I'm just now starting out. But what did you do to stay dedicated and stay motivated to keep posting and getting to where you're at today? Thank you so much for your time. Bye. 
Hi, Victoria. That was so sweet. Hi. <laughs> um, so first thing, uh, starting a YouTube channel was the best thing I ever did. Not because it ended up being my career, but because it really shaped the person I am. And I would have that, that same change regardless of the success of my channel. And um, I think the first thing is, you know, being proud of yourself for taking that step of starting the channel. Everyone talks about wanting to start a YouTube channel. Not that many people actually do it. And not that many people actually stick with it. So first, like, congratulations on launching it. And, like, you know, I hope you stick with it because it's the greatest thing ever. It's such a fun community. In terms of motivation to stick with it when you're maybe not seeing that immediate success, um, we talk about a lot about finding your why. Um, why do you want to make content? Is it to connect with other people? Um, is it to send spread a message? Is it to have a creative outlet? Whatever that why is for you, identify that. And regardless of views, that is going to drive you. And I also think in, in regards to having a small channel and yeah. not getting that many views, if you weren't making videos, zero people would be seeing that. Mm. Even if... Retweet. <laughs> like, even if you're getting 100 views a video, that's 100 people who are sitting and watching that content. Even if it's imagine, 10 people. Like, imagine sitting in a room with 10 people listening to you talk about something. That is so many people. Yeah. Like, let alone 100 people or 1,000 people or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think knowing that each view is actually a person is a really important perspective to have. I think also from a practical standpoint, like if we're just talking like how to stick to a schedule, how to be motivated on creating, um, first is creating content you really love mm -hmm. because we've all had that feeling of when you have an idea and you just want to do it and you want to make it. Like when we had the podcast, I immediately was like, here's the list of all the action items we need to make it happen. Like find whatever you get that feeling of like, it's the middle of the night and you want to get up and turn your camera on and film because you're so passionate. Like, and also I think don't be super quick to hop on YouTube trends. Mm. I think that's one way to not be passionate about the content you're making. Yeah. I think that even like with your channel, you started off doing like fashion, beauty, DIY lifestyle content because that's what every girl did and that's what I thought I had to do. But like you're not passionate about any of those things. Yeah. And so... It, it it's shown through and so the first video that you ever did about like having a curvy body was the first one that ever blew up because people could see that that was something that you were passionate about and also people weren't making videos like that and yeah. it was a market that needed to be filled yeah. so don't just go for something popular because you'll think that or you think that you might get recommended off of people mm -hmm. speak your truth and find mm -hmm. your niche and your audience yeah and create a schedule i'm all about schedules oh yeah <laughs> Be organization like, is key if you want to post every monday know that you need to film every video by friday or saturday so you can take that day to edit it and then you know just create that workflow for yourself and it's easier to be motivated when you know exactly what your next step is i think when you look at a big project like a youtube channel and you think, okay, how am I going to get a video that has, you know, a thousand views? That's not maybe the best way to stay motivated. Because if that video doesn't hit that benchmark, you're not going to be content. But if your goal is, I'm going to post a video every Monday and um, I'm going to do it about something I really care about. That is an easy thing to hit. Also, um, don't be, don't miss out on the benefits of having a small channel. Mm -hmm. I think I when I had a smaller channel I, I felt the same way as you of like man I just want to get to that next step like I just want to get to that point um, there's a lot less hate 
a lot less your videos are a lot less likely to go outside of your pool of people Mm -hmm. also I feel like you can do more niche videos and you have the opportunity to experiment like sometimes I'll have video ideas that would be so far out of my content now that I'm a little bit like "Eh, I don't know if my audience would like that when you have a small audience that's your chance to if you're making sewing videos and you have an idea about BMX bikes you can do that because totally your audience isn't like I came for this one thing and that's all I want you can really and and take advantage of that like and also experiment with it mm-hmm. see what your audience wants to watch yeah you know yeah. I feel like that's the time to really play with it and find out what your niche is and mm-hmm. I don't know and I think identifying exactly your ideal kind of person to watch your videos because like oh yeah you know I could make a million slime videos and probably get more views but is that the audience that I want? No. I It took longer for me to get the audience that I have. It took a, a long time. But this is the audience I want. I also think being open to having a bigger audience and being accepting of that. Very we talk, true. I think my favorite viewers of your channel are the women in their like 50s or 60s who oh, approach us. Yes. Who have said that their entire lives... They've just hated their bodies. Mm-hmm. They've covered up their bodies. And they've had this, like, revelation and this big change. And I think, obviously, that's not our core audience, women in their 60s. But how cool that they're hearing that message, too. You know? Like, that's so awesome. Or also, I, I hear a lot from men, too. Like, my, mm-hmm. my audience is mostly women. But I, I've met, you know, guys in public who are like, you know, I felt really bad about my body and you've helped me with that. And I'm like... Yeah, maybe, like, my ideal viewer isn't that person, but how freaking cool that, like, this is helping women in their 50s and guys in their teens, too. Like, be open to new audiences, be open to new ideas, be appreciative of the benefits that come with having a small channel, and do what you love. Do what you're passionate about. I think that's a great place to wrap this episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching or listening. If you want to be featured on the next podcast in our advice segment, you can call... 8778 Sierra. Leave us a voicemail. You can use your name or no name or fake name, whatever you want. I get a lot of questions about that. And follow Skylar on Instagram at sky.p underscore. Is that right? Yeah. And follow Sierra at Schultzy Everywhere. Thank you. Um, And we will see you guys next Monday with another episode. Bye. Oh, and rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Give us five stars. Please, please. Yeah, please. Okay, bye.